3, verses 1 through 11. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. A certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms to them who entered into the temple. When seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask for an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look at us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, I give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And they took him by the hand and lift him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame which was healed held Peter and John, held Peter and John, all the people run together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's great one Solomon's called porch, porch called Solomon's, greatly wondering. Let's have a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this wonderful day. We ask you to bless us, Lord, as we uh, continue to speak on, on prophetic life and being prophetic in your personal life. We ask you to strengthen us and help us today in this lesson in Jesus' name. I just want to welcome all of those of you who are coming uh, and have been tuning to, to RBM uh, Lateran TV. Our programming extends from 9 a.m. in the morning to 12 noon. And there are different speakers every single 30 minutes. And so pass the word of those that like to tune into this channel. And uh, our website is easily uh, 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 accessed. is Lateran, L-A-T-T, Latte, like the coffee, Latte. But after that, put R-A-I-N, the word rain, latte rain. And that's, that's where you get into the second uh, window. And uh, there you are, you find the program and all our archives, which are, are several hundreds of, hundreds of lessons there. Now, I want to share with you today on this lesson, from a different point of view, when we begin to deal with prophetic, I want to explain to you what I mean by it. Living in the prophetic means to be led by God and move with God in the Holy Spirit until He stops and wait upon another movement from God to where you're going. Meaning, it's a, it's a life being led by the Holy Spirit in small details, in small Areas in, in large important decisions 
and, 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 and shopping and buying uh, and working and paying bills and driving and having vacation. And In other words, it encompasses all activities of life. So, so uh, these two, these uh, ideas uh, I have shared with you now 25, 26 times. We have 25 or so 30-minute series, 25, 30-minute series on the prophetic. And you can just come into our uh, archives, very top of the page, and you begin to listen to them. So the prophetic runs through this miracle in several areas. And, uh, of course, as soon as Acts chapter 2 took place, Peter preaches a sermon. And then in Acts 3, 12, 26, Peter preaches again. And so you have the Word being taught, surrounded by prophetic acts by the hands of the apostles. And so how do you approach this idea a prophetic. First of all, let's identify the man. This is the man, the persons here is Peter, the apostle, and John together, and a certain man, lamed, according to Acts chapter 4, verse 22, the man was above 40 years. Acts 4, 22 says the man was above 40 years. And so, it's been a long time this man is crippled, he's lame has no legs, and, and, the, and the bones, and the, and, and, and the femur, uh, and the ankle bones, and the feet is dwarfed, and it's been from birth uh, a lame person. And so, these are the two apostles, and here's the man with a horrible need. How do you approach this work? How do you see the prophetic within a scripture? Because you see, identifying the prophetic within Scripture causes you to apply to your personal life. For instance, God reveals 10% and you are expected to move on 90%. So let's say uh, the first thing then to do is to identify the prophetic. And I'm going to go through identifying for you all the way through the end of this. The second is to tag it, meaning explain with details what's in there. Identifying is the first move. The second is to tag it, to, to, ident to, to identify with explanation and make it applicable, applicable <coughs> to you as how you're doing, how you're living, how you connect Scripture from the Old New Testament 2,000 years ago, you connect into your personal life. Third, you apply to your treatment of faith. Faith is something that comes by hearing the Word. You know, uh, 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 Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, uh, faith is the evidence not seen. So when you go into faith, you get the idea that you are by yourself without any movement, without any, 
You, you must have a revelation from God in order to move. That is called prophetic. If there's a revelation of God in your faith, that's prophetic. Prophetic means it knows where it's going. It knows what's going to happen. It will cause things to happen. Now, so let's take a look at this scripture to identify, ID the, the prophetic. And so I'm going to go to chapter 3 again. And I read once already. Now I'm going to read a second time slower. Let's ID the word. It says, now. Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, three o'clock in the afternoon. No introduction, no explanation, no preparation. But if they are moving from where they were, going into the temple, simply means that there is a movement in faith. If you study the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you're going to find an interesting gift called working of a miracle. Working of a miracle is moving from point A to point B. So if God is leading you, if you are under the anointing of God, if you are available to minister, uh, there's a young man playing guitar all over the south, all over California. He takes his band and there's six, seven thousand people to listen to praise and worship. <coughs> his name is Sean Foyt. And Sean is just uh, moving by the Spirit from town to town doing praise and worship. And people are coming to worship from everywhere. So, not any different with the disciples. Peter and John are somewhere, and they begin going to the temple. And if that is led of the Holy Spirit... Now, why do I say you have to ID? Because there's a miracle involved here. Now, they didn't go to the temple to pray for themselves and leave without touching anybody. As they went, something happened. So, it is prophetic. The reason why they went has to do with what happened. So, what happened validates this as a prophetic move of God. Am I, am I communicating with you? Because if I'm not and you're just lost in your, in your computer there looking at me kind of funny, I make feel feel bad. You want, can I say it again? If the going to the temple was something that they wanted to do for their personal privilege, then it's a different thing. But in this instance, as they went, God brought a man who saw them. So that makes it a prophetic move of God. Okay, good. Let me, let me just continue. So, in order to explain and ID this movement, it's essential that the prophetic happens. If the prophetic happens, meaning something good in the life of someone else, a miracle, an invitation, a salvation a healing, uh, uh, something positive, something that changes direction, something that blesses you, something that causes you to, to uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 I went into a restaurant and, uh, and I ordered a, a, a plate that I've eaten long, all my life. It's uh, called burrito. But on this restaurant, 
there was something on top of the burrito with chicken on it. It's called tamatilla sauce. Now, I've been going there, there uh, you know, once a week or every two weeks to buy, and Mary Lucy eats half and I eat half. Because I can't cook, so I have to do that. I'm not saying that it's prophetic, but it has become a blessing to me in order that I can provide lunch or supper. Okay? So, so I, it applies to every single thing that I do. It applies to every single moment that I live. So, so I, I did it to you. Now, I tagged it, explained it, and, and I gave an example how my faith has increased because I understand this process. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful. <coughs> you know, it's a, it's a, don't think it's a gate. You know, it, it's about, uh, I don't know how long this gate is, but about six, seven feet tall, made out of Corinthian brass, shiny with all beautiful things in it, and, uh, it extended, the colonnade is, the temple courts are this way, right? Here and here is a, it's a sort of rectangle, okay? How many acres? Uh, 42 acres. So, so, right here is the colonnade. means means a, a tall, long, high columns and covering them. And people would, it would divide the court of the Gentiles from the court of the women. And it's just the colonnades are there, you know, on the, on the, on the south side of, of the temple. The temple is right here. The south side is here. East is right there where the golden gate is. And so under, they used to meet under it. And, uh, and uh, uh, the colonnade, they used to meet under the colonnade right there. That's the colonnade. They used to meet under it, okay? And of course... Uh, this gate was there, and it's separated. <coughs> so just in the entrance, they laid this man daily. Every single day, I guess, he was brought by people that loved him, and they put him there. Now what he was doing there was asking for alms. Now I'll say something to you. If you concentrate on the man, you'll never find the prophetic. But if you concentrate on the need, then prophetic calls forth the need, comes to the need. Not the need comes to the prophetic. Meaning a move of God is always parallel to a need. Never the other way around. So how do you how do you how do you identify it? Oh, I've met thousands of people in my lifetime. And the funny thing is, what called me to pray for them or to lay hands on them and to minister to them uh, 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 was the prophetic. I simply felt that 
I needed to uh I needed to uh to deal with this person, that other person and this situation, but involve need. So I'm not I'm not uh I'm not responding to emotion, I'm not responding to to friendship, I'm not responding to running for Congress, I'm responding to to people to the need of someone. Why is that the case? Because if there's a need, the Holy Spirit will be present to point you toward it. I was thinking about uh, Cindy Walker a few minutes ago, our, our secretary on, on QuickBooks at the office. She said to me, she met a man that bothered her constantly because he had so much hair on his ears. And he called her attention to that hair. And she wanted to get a scissors and go cut it. I tell you this, uh, uh, that's a need. That's a need. And if he prayed for her, for him, and ministered to him, you could find a greater need. In other words, anything in somebody that calls your attention, it's a door into God's, to God to move into what you do. Some people say, well, God put me in bed so I couldn't look up. God made me sick so I couldn't look up. Listen, God does not make people sick. We made ourselves sick. If I go outside today and eat a pair of ribs, I guarantee you I'll be sick tomorrow. So the devil owns sickness. The devil has the title deed of a sickness and illness. It doesn't belong to God. So, I'm beginning, I'm tagging. I'm, tag, I'm, I'm, I'm IDing the need, I'm tagging, meaning explaining, and applying to my faith. I'm doing that in every single verse of this scripture. So let's take a look at the third, third movement. Who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask for alms. Now the prophetic, the prophetic here, a need is seen, the answer to healing. Healing begun with a need. <coughs> now who is the lame man? The lame man is us. We're the lame. Okay? We are the lame. And, and in other words, we are the people who is going to be blessed by Peter and John. So, we ourselves are the lame. Peter and John are the apostles. So here's a man asking for alms. And uh, the prophetic points toward the need and not the alms. The need here is the man's legs, ankle bones and, and feet. The need here is not his physical need, but his, not his physical uh, 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 Bodily need, food and money to eat. The need, the, the need here is his feet. And so, when you read this verse, you, 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 you have to put yourself in the man's place. So healing begun by the Holy Spirit as they allowed them to go into the temple at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Healing continues as as a man lay there lame from his mother's womb. So important 
You see, this man could not ever go into the temple courts. He was in the court of Gentiles, and that's the only way he could, because of his illness, because of his deformities in his legs, he was unclean. He, should, he couldn't go in past that gate. And so, how, how, how do we tag it? We tag that as a, the prophetic here is his own a man's life. Because now you see, he's about to be healed. So, the power of the Holy Spirit in his life is working without his knowledge. Without his permission. Without his ability to respond. Without everything. He is just totally out of it. And because he's totally out of it, I take it as, a, as prophetic. Because that his need came before the eyes of God. If his need came before the eyes of God, God is working a miracle. Working a miracle is going to a doctor. <coughs> working a miracle is uh, going to the altar. Receiving prayer. That, that's all. Working. In other words, you move. There's movement. Now, and then uh, I tagged it and I applied to my faith. What is that applies to my faith means? It means that I, in my faith, as I grow in my Lord, in my faith to God, and I try to please Him every day, that I have total confidence and believe that He's ahead of me. He is doing what I need to live in. He is performing His hand in all the areas of my life. And all I do, I have to get up, get going, take a shower, put my clothes on and head on to the office, and he'll begin, he, he will, in other words, I want to be, <coughs> I want to be at the gate. I am lame. I want to receive it. That speaks to my faith. Am I communicating now? We hear you now. Third. A fourth. Let me read it. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look at us. If you're going to verse in chapter 4, you never look at someone lame and ask them to look at you. It's almost disrespectful. But the problem here is that it makes it prophetic because the eye and the looking started with the lame man. The lame is the one who found Jesus. Not Jesus found the lame. Jesus was already, knew he had to be healed. He programmed the whole thing. The Holy Spirit programmed the whole thing. It started with the man looking at Peter and John. Look at, uh, look at, look at verse 3. Who, who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. So the Holy Spirit in this man took him to look at Jesus or look at the apostles. Remember the house of Jairus? 
Jairus took the whole family out except mother and dad of the little girl and said, Talita, kum, little girl, arise. Looking at her. Look at uh, Dorcas in Acts chapter 9. Tabitha or, or Gazelle, Dorcas, uh, uh, arise. She opened her eyes and when she saw Peter, she sat up. So the prophetic always comes in many instances through the eye. That is why if you are an evangelist, <clears throat> you should sit on the pulpit before you preach. And eyeball every single person in that congregation as long as you can before you have to get up. I used to sit and I just looked to the congregation and I know where I need to begin. Because God reveals the need as you look, as you see. So I see, I look, God reveals. God begins to talk to me. Do you understand? In other words, in other words, prophetic begins when you move into something. In this sense, you begin to look. So, and Peter fastening his eyes upon him with John. So Peter looked and said, look at us. Now he began to give his attention to them because Peter asked him to look at us. Peter, Peter said, I want you to look at me. Now he was looking, but he, he was with a different intention. He wanted to receive alms. But as he saw the Jesus, the Holy Spirit in this man, and the Holy Spirit in the life of Peter and John, came together. Silver I do not possess. Silver and gold I do not possess. But what I do have, I do have. What I do have, I give to you. Now what is it? What is it uh, that makes it prophetic when you say, I have it? Well, Jesus died, was resurrected, was in heaven. So why is it that the apostles had it? They had it. He left. But suddenly, they realized that they haven't, he hasn't left. Pentecost is the assurance that he stayed. His Holy Spirit, the individual existence of a conscious person, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit of God is upon the disciples when they found need in, the, in this moment, when the eyes met as if from heaven came the power of God. So, what is the cause, the release of power? But such as I have, I give to thee. You know, uh, the Revised Standard says, But what I do have. What is this item that we do have, Peter had? The full comprehension that is the name of the resurrected Jesus Christ. Because of that I am able to speak words of life. I have it. I have received it. I confer in my heart. I have experienced Him. He saved my soul. He filled with His Spirit. Therefore, I have the prophetic power to say it in front of anybody. If, if the Holy Spirit is instructing me to say it, 
People say, well, you have a gift. No, I don't have a gift. I do have a ear. I'll look at the camera. I have to clean up a little bit. There's some hair here. But I'm able to hear from God when I come to a situation and I know when His voice, I know His voice, I know when He says it. You probably say, Rick, you're crazy. <coughs> yes, I am. Call me whatever you want. I've been called crazy most of my life. And I've introduced, we have here a man from Brazil who molests the guitar. I heard that too. And, uh, and I heard that you're crazy. Rick's a little crazy. Meaning, the Holy Spirit 40 years ago was so unknown in this area that when I began to move in this power, they called me crazy. Well, most of them are buried, and I'm now with Jesus. I want to tell you this today, that if you are with me this morning, I want to make sure that you understand the prophetic, that you live that way, that you preach that way, that you empower others to be the same. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit of God, there's more coming. Eu quero ser um testemunho